Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I'm Gabby. This is Maf. We finally have a name for our podcast. Very exciting stuff. It's taken us like a few episodes yeah. to get here, but uh, we've done that. We tried to. It took us a while to get everything like <laughs> sorted. <laughs> sorted. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Like the first episode we ever recorded was at like the beginning of July, I think. Yeah. And we're talking about Pride. Now, yeah. Yeah. And now it's almost October. It is. So the ball has been rolling, but slowly. Slowly but surely. Although also, like, it was just like you were away for most of August. Yeah. I was dealing with my nightmare job for September. So we're back better than ever. Woo. Woo. And we have a name, finally. Our name is Brain Frog. Yes. Which we conceptualized. Yeah mid-august and we were just like at the park and then we got a little vibey a little wavy and then later that night we were like yeah we were just texting and then i think i'm gonna find the thread you talk um basically we i I forget like how we we were just trying to decide podcast ideas i feel like it's we've been going like back and forth for a while trying to figure it out we had a bunch of options and none of them felt right. And I forget what we were saying, but we were like brain fog oh, because it. of the ADHD. You can continue explaining because I feel like you've got the actual yes. real time. The text. Yeah. This, out. this is the text exchange. So we, we took photos on that day because we were trying to get like cover photos. So Gabby like sent me some of the photos and then um you put the text on the photo you just put podcast name because we didn't have a name yet yeah and then you said struggled so hard to come up with a name we settled on nothing podcast and then i said podcast should be brain fog ha 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 ha. and then you went wait but that's not bad and i said no loki it's not bad this emoji and then you went yeah i kind of dig it and then in quotations brain fog the pilot brain fog free and loose brain fog we're not influencers unsubscribe because that's those are the names of the first three episodes yeah and then you said almost typed brain frog and then i said i kind of dot 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 love luv and then you went yeah same it's different than any of the others i think i went i agree i can commit you go (laughs) Could be because I'm still high. And then I do the handshake emoji. Yeah. And then you go, but I like it. And I said, I think we figured it out because we're high. I like it too. Our inside joke could be brain frog, our merch. And then it's the brain emoji and a frog emoji. (laughs) And then you go, wait, I actually love because the way that's our brain cells fighting so hard, but just frog emoji. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. Brain Frog is so on brand. It is. And like the next morning, (laughs) Sober Me was like, that is brilliant. Yes. I feel like we came up with something really amazing there. Yes. And I don't think we'll ever be able to top that. We should do what we learned this week. Yes, we should. Uh, Do you want to start? (sighs) Not really. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Let me think. Let me think about it. Um, I'll think too. What did I learn this week? It is Wednesday. Yeah, I'm like, what day is it? Oh, I can go. I have something. So September was like hell on earth for me in terms of my job. Like it's just not a good fit for me. It just doesn't work or whatever. But I finally finished my big like project event, blah, 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 blah. And now I have a little bit of time off. Not a lot, just like a few days. But I get to coast for the next like month or so basically. And so something I learned in this last month, but especially in this last week that I finished this project, was that like it's just nothing is worth 
the money or like the anything like you really just have to do shit that is compatible with who you are obviously not every job is gonna be like a perfect match yeah but i've just like i think i really learned this last week like it i was solidified to me that like you gotta just do what is compatible with you you can't constantly like fight it all the time you know yeah yeah i would agree i think i mean like obviously it's hard to do like it's not like easy to do yeah. things that you love at always, mm-hmm. but I think you can't hate it. Yeah, I totally. Agree. It has to be like something you find like at least some pleasure mm-hmm. in doing because, I mean, otherwise life is literally going to be miserable. Yeah, and it's like just because the way that the world is also set up. Sorry, I'm just going to readjust. Um, yeah. it's like you can't like your job is going to make you spend 40 hours there anyways like unless you're really lucking out and you're getting something that's like a lot more flexible but because you have to spend so much time at work like it just there's no other way like i cannot conceive any other way yeah i mean obviously if you're able to this is coming from a pretty privileged place of choice but to whatever extent you are able to have some kind of choice like i think you have to move towards something that is just like like fulfilling honestly you know I feel like this goes a lot this ties into a lot of what I've been thinking about lately about how like a lot of creatives we juggle making an income with also pursuing your creative passions and it's basically two jobs but one of them is completely free like you don't make anything off of it but you're working like so hard on that job but then you also are working around an entire nine to five schedule and it's really hard to balance that yeah and Um, the thing that always has to end up taking priority is like how you make money yeah Yeah. um yeah but it sucks because it's oh my god i read this great quote somebody posted this on instagram today it was like an excerpt from a reading they were doing about how like capitalism is all about um consumption and not creation Mm. and so creating is seen as like a luxury but we really use creating as a way of like understanding and interacting meaningfully with the world like It's almost like when they're like, you learn something better when you can teach it back to somebody. I feel like you know the world and yourself better by creating things and not just constantly absorbing them. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So that's what I learned this week, guys. Instagram words of wisdom. (laughs) Anyways, what did you you learn this week, Gabby? (laughs) What did I learn this week? Um, That is a really good question. I learned, okay, I learned that inner bicep tattoos fucking kill. Yes. Like... That was the worst pain mm-hmm. I have felt in a long time. <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah, I actually was like dying on that tattoo mm-hmm. table. I was I got like a big inner arm piece, mm-hmm. and my hand was numb half the time. I had to keep asking for breaks, and I feel like I'm a person with a pretty high pain tolerance. I have really bad period mm-hmm. cramps. And, like, all of my other tattoos have been, like, a 3 out of 10 on, like, mm-hmm. a pain scale. Like, my personal pain scale. Mm-hmm. This, like, easily, like, an 8 or a 9. Yeah. It's just right in your fucking arm. Like, oh, my God. So... The armpit was the worst. Yeah. And even as a kid, I was telling Fran this yesterday. Maybe you too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think both of you. Um, like, I would go to the doctor because the my inner arm would just, like, hurt. 
Yeah. Like the skin was just so sensitive there. Mm. And then I was like, yeah, let's get a tattoo there. Mm-hmm. That'll be a great idea. The funniest thing you said. So it's like a haunted house. And the funniest thing you said yesterday was when um, your tattoo artist was like, okay, we just have the windows to go to. And you look down and there are like eight windows. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> the artist, they were like, okay, we just have to black out the windows. And I was like, I looked and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like That's a, like so many fucking windows. It's I'm like a house dying. With four stories on it. I know. <laughs> it's truly awful. Oh, uh, it was it was terrible. Just but the windows. thank God the artist was so fast because yeah. I was only there for like an hour and a half, and it was fine. Put a photo of your tat up here if you want. I will for the uh, YouTube shout listeners. Out Beck. Yeah. Shout out Beck. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible incredible i also have one from back on my side but years and years and years ago yeah. but they were so fast they did gabby's in an hour that's yeah. fucking crazy and it's like seven inches tall it's huge maybe, maybe six i don't know it's pretty big yeah, for an hour big. like i know they did the line work actually so fast sorry i'm gonna move and try and get my cat to join yes me. yes um okay um, the next thing on our list is the lesbian drama oh i feel God. like i feel like we just have to get into this only because um only because i need everybody to get out of it <laughs> you know what i mean like i feel like let's we, get into it so that we can all exit smoothly out of this conversation agreed yeah i mean beginning to end listen guys everything is pr always and yeah if it's not it still reads as pr so like who fucking cares yeah and i think that someone said something that was like actually pretty interesting in the sense that like influencers are a form of entertainment and they know that and they also play into that but it's this kind of like weird genre of entertainment where it's reality Mm. tv entertainment type but on the internet which is supposed to like close the gap between you and the person yeah to make it feel even more real yeah yeah yeah. but actually the fact that it's through the internet allows them to do less high production shit that they would in reality tv and get away with like more plot lines and drama and stunts Yes. Because, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's, uh, the illusion is already so strong that it can be lower production. Yeah. It's just the way that I feel like we're choosing to, like, meet people or, like, build networks is, like, obviously if I meet someone who is connected in some way, I'm not going to be, like, get away, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not actively seeking you know connections in ways that are like very close because i think that's when it starts to get messy Mm -hmm. you know like if it happens by accident yeah of course do whatever but i'm just saying like it feels not by accident like it very much feels like people are seeking out these kinds of like connections i don't know what it's like truly to be an influencer like i don't Mm -hmm. know what it's like to have to navigate that space but i i do think that also no one is looking out for them from like an older generation mm-hmm. perspective and i think i've even seen some tiktoks of like older lesbians who were in that 2016 drama being like guys like da 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 whatever but how can you use this platform and this tool that you've been given to yes build a business make your money whatever while also feeling like you're living a fulfilling life by your own standards like that's my one thing with like fucking internet so micro celebrities like it's just so the lines are so blurred between real and fake because that is the thing that makes it successful the fact that the lines are blurred 
but that just feels so weird to me like it's too ambiguous it's too messy it's too there are no boundaries like yeah um to like slightly shift but maintain and stay in the same world there's something tony said like a few weeks ago that has really stuck with me and i'm like yeah um she said that oftentimes like queer people like some queer people don't feel queer and then other Mm. like so quote-unquote like straight Mm -hmm. people feel more queer than those yeah queer people yes um and i was there and i was just like yes Mm -hmm. like that is so true like you get like i don't know like people who work in sex work or Mm -hmm. like i don't know people along like why am i blanking on like anything like pretty much like if you live in the margins of society in the sense that your experience is not like the default one like typically like if you're disabled or you do sex work or if you like are lower income like all these things that make your life more convoluted because of like the way that systems are set up yeah like those people feel queer like just as queer as um anybody else even more than like the two like gay people who live their little domestic lives in like the suburban town and fit into a lot of heteronormative like Mm -hmm. a very heteronormative lifestyle Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i should say yeah because queerness is in that sense defined not by like the thing that everyone is so hung up on which is literally just gay sex but like Mm -hmm. it's it's defined more by like what kind of life you are are not able to live like yeah your access in the world how you move through the world how you're perceived by other people how that affects your experience of the world and their experience of you like queerness is about literally like living outside of the norms like living being pushed to the margins and then having to create this whole other sustainable world through like creative means and through community care wow not me really like writing my dissertation right now but like because no, go off. it's literally like you've been pushed into like this fucking desert island right yeah. and you kind of have to get creative and then you do get creative and you do come up with cool things and interesting things and meaningful things because you've learned what doesn't work so well mm-hmm. that you know how to build something that works better and that is kind of like the root of queerness to me or like where it's history really lies or where it's like transformative power lies yeah and then what happens is like obviously with trends language fashion like culture whatever people who are less marginalized look in and they're like that's cool that's creative that's a good idea they'll take it they'll give you no credit mm, and, and they'll yeah yeah yeah. you'll be left with even less even they'll and, popularize it and then they'll give you literally nothing exactly yeah exactly and that is why there are like people having straight sex whatever that means to you like Mm -hmm. or in these like straight relationships who are sometimes living more queer lives but also um sorry just not to on a lateral note i i sorry i hate these girls who are like i just don't like their takes when they're like um like me and my boyfriend are queer so this is like a like a queer relationship yes okay technically sure yeah and i'm not here to like police your experience of gender or anything but it's not it actually is less about how you feel sorry but like how the world perceives Perceives you you and how you navigate the world exactly like the fact that you can be queer yeah but your relationship isn't necessarily queer like 
yeah. I guess, but also no one is going to perceive you yeah. as queer from the outside. Yeah. And so therefore you're going to be able to navigate spaces and mm-hmm. like walk through the world in a way safer mm-hmm. way. You're going to be able to do things that like visibly queer people mm-hmm. will not be able to do um, mm-hmm. because of the fact that you have the privilege of mm-hmm. appearing mm-hmm. like a straight, like you have yeah. like a straight presenting relationship. Yeah. And it's like that the whole I think people get caught up in this invalidation piece where they're like, well, I'm made to feel invalid. I'm made to feel my identity isn't real. I'm made to feel like my experience isn't true. Mm -hmm. That's important that you feel valid and like your experience is real and that you can speak to this part of yourself and this part of your life. However, like if that's the biggest issue you have, this is also what Tony said, like. And we talked about it a little bit with Aiden too, yeah. my roommate. And if if your biggest problem is how valid you feel, like respectfully, there Pretty are people getting murdered. Have. Yeah, like, <laughs> like there are people literally getting murdered. Yeah, I do think that you deserve to feel valid as well. But I I really do think that like if we're talking about the biggest problems facing the queer community, yeah, it's important that we actually do prioritize people whose real safety is at risk. Yeah, because. Yes, I, this isn't the fucking oppression Olympics, mm-hmm. but we can't sit here and pretend like your struggle is just as intense yeah. as someone who is literally like out here fighting for their literal fucking life. Like, yeah. And to be honest, like not feeling valid, obviously, like not feeling valid is a valid like mm-hmm. issue to have, but it is something that you can work on because mm-hmm. a lot of it stems from internalized homophobia and also a lot of it comes from the people that you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. If you like work on making Stops. new friends, you work on like approaching new people, finding queer spaces that are va- validating, you're not really going to feel that mm-hmm. way. You're so right in that it's an internal, it's such an internal thing too. It's like something mm-hmm. that you can give yourself. But safety is not something that someone can really give to themselves. Exactly. And yes, some things I guess you can, but it's a trade-off. And when you, like if the trade-off is I live my life the way that is authentic to me in terms of how I dress, how I talk, like if you have to give up different elements of this, and we all do in some way, like I think every Mm -hmm. queer person is familiar with this to an extent, like, but how much it is that you have to give up for your safety that's where it really differs like yeah you know yeah of like I get to look and dress like this and it makes me feel comfortable and like myself and actually that provides me with a lot of protections yeah that I wouldn't otherwise have if I felt like this presentation of my gender or like this expression of my gender same was not you know yeah and like I get to look the way I look and I get to walk through the world pretty safely I can go places with my partner and like I can just I have the privilege to decide whether or not I want to present like Mm -hmm. my like I want to be visibly queer or if Mm -hmm. I want to hide that and the fact that I can hide that when I'm out with my girlfriend is also a privilege Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know like we went to Italy this summer together and we chose like in cities like what cities we wanted to like link arms or what cities Mm -hmm. we like you know we're best friends you know Mm -hmm. and that is also a privilege too because we were able to walk those cities safely Mm -hmm. without like anybody really batting an eye because Mm -hmm. we look the way we do yes yeah and so sorry just to full circle it but like going back to this like lesbian youtuber drama oh yes like (laughs) i I don't want to be that person who's like use your platform for something else mm-hmm. because I do recognize that they're all, they're kind of serving their purpose in the sense that they're providing 
the entertainment that we're asking them for yeah like i don't really think that that is a totally fair criticism to be like do more because the reason why they climbed up there is because they were doing exactly the thing that everyone's asking them to do yeah but then i i do think that like we should remain critical just in terms of like the way the algorithm works the way that like white lesbians consumers especially they have like a huge pull on what the rest of us see right yeah and that's why they're also so interchangeable because they're Mm -hmm. all the fucking same all the same like if that is what you're pushing and that is what you're interacting with guess what everybody who also doesn't relate to it that's landing on their page too because you have such a strong pull yeah. and i i wonder like i don't even know what the right answer to this is sometimes because i'm like i don't want anyone to have to like find media like that they feel like is they're watching it just because it's diverse yeah. but i actually think you should be finding media and watching it just because it's different from your experience yeah like i would agree and i would also one thing i want to add to about like the white lesbians is i don't want i don't want them to like them to start making like activist content yeah, because they that's, that's not, what like people yeah want for them that's not what i want i want what you were saying like yeah. i want people to like actively go look and diversify yeah. their following yeah um that's the thing like let them be what they are yeah but just don't let that be your whole world yeah you know there's that my angela quote that's like when you when you you do what you can with what you know and then when you know better you do better right that's it like no one's pointing fingers nobody's doing anything but just like this is our slight wisdom to share yeah speaking of wisdom Um, we wrote in here that our ne- our last topic for today is 2022 year of growth. <laughs> I actually don't know. Oh, no, I do remember. You had a conversation that was kind of difficult for you. And then we were talking. I was like, I texted you at the end of the day. I was like, Gabby, I'm so proud of you. Like, all that, whatever, whatever. And then you were like, I'm going to need you to remind me what this conversation was. <laughs> it was the one that you were dreading having. Oh my god, yes. Big combo. Wow. And then at the end of the day, I was like, so proud. Like, this is so big for you. Like, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we talked about how 2022 was the year of growth. Yeah. It really has been. I feel like this has been the year of like setting boundaries, learning what you want, Mm -hmm. and learning like how to communicate better. I feel like this is the first year of my entire life where I have like actually exhibited good communication patterns and skills it's because our frontal lobes have finally started developing yeah i'm <laughs> 25 now bitches yeah gabby's frontal lobe is is fully done. cooked <laughs> is cooked i'm six months away from yeah. my frontal lobe being well, fully cooked you're almost there yeah i feel it i feel it every day she's you're in your 25th year of life that's true <gasps> actually that's interesting um in iran you count your age by the year that you're in you're experiencing yeah. so technically i would like my mom you're says i'm like 25, 25. Yeah. yeah i really feel like uh i'm not even kidding on my birthday was in may i like i like had a major epiphany like mid-may yeah woke up in the middle of the night and then i was like i'm shit is gonna be different now and it really was like i think i spent this whole summer doing things i've never done before yeah you know i got a relationship that like wasn't working i feel yeah. like i i put some family boundaries mm-hmm. in place and like kind of changed the way that i approached that whole situation i you know even though it was hard and 
Yeah. None of this was easy. Like, it was almost, it would have been harder to stay doing things the way that I was doing things, knowing that it wasn't. Wow. My Angelo quote is coming in clutch again. (laughs) When you know better, do better. But also, I feel like I've gotten very spiritual this year. Like, I think I've really connected to, like, shit that, like, I used to think was very, like, hippy-dippy. Like, where I was, like, I really need to, like, feel my body. And I really Mm -hmm. need to like spend time meditating like I really meditated a lot this summer by virtue of the fact like I just went to the park and like sat and stared at the sky this is true you did live at the park I lived at the park dude I'm so sad that it's not park weather anymore but I know I'll live I hate winter I know I know but it it was truly like quite spiritual for me I was like reading things about like kind of spirituality too not to even like I think I am very hesitant to join any kind of like group or like I don't really affiliate myself with any kind of one you know like yeah. sector belief like whatever group but I do like learning about all these things and then taking the parts that I feel like resonate with me I mm-hmm. guess and then using that to like help me understand the world and myself better but for the first time ever like I feel like the way that you have really been able to communicate well Mm -hmm. I think I've I've tapped into a sense of self that I think was a little bit like hidden behind a curtain for a while yeah and now I really am able to like see the different aspects of myself I don't know that's so good thanks man I feel like um with the communication like a realization I had this year is that it's yeah communicating when you like are upset is hard but it's better than the resentment that builds when you don't Mm. communicate because I feel like I've done that in the past I've done that with friendships and I've done that with like oh my god I'm choking on my own spit (laughs) sorry so lovely um I've done that in the past I've done that in like friendships like Mm. relationships with my family like literally everyone um and it just doesn't work like it doesn't work to get like angry and Mm -hmm. expect people to read your mind Mm -hmm. and it kind of yeah like it sucks to have conversations with people and be like hey when you did this that hurt my Mm -hmm. feelings or like I'm sorry I did this like you know like that was fucked up of me Mm -hmm. I feel like those conversations are difficult but so necessary and also when you just tell someone right away oh my god it Mm -hmm. solves things so much faster because Mm -hmm. like you're actually telling the person what's on your mind and you're actually like being like xyz hurt my feelings Mm. and then you can talk about it and you can actually move on without the resentment that builds when you just expect somebody to know what you're thinking and feeling all the time because Mm -hmm. you can't you can't do that Mm -hmm. um that's not fair to like the other person and aiden my roommate says this one thing that i love that like really reframed how i think about this he was like you've seen how it goes when you do it this way why not just try a different way you know what wow. I mean? it's so simple his frontal lobe has fully his developed frontal lobe, he's also 25 and his frontal lobe really yeah. cooked in there because yeah. his nuggets of wisdom are always so simple but they're so yeah accurate like yeah really like you've i've seen how this works when i do it this way i know how that's gonna be why not just do it this other way yeah for me a, a big thing um was I think I told you this, but I've stopped asking people for like their second opinions mm. all the time or as much. I still yes. ask for advice. I still go to people. I still want like their input. Yeah. But I'm I'm no longer like if I'm sending a certain like text to a person that like maybe I like or like if I 
I'm thinking about like a life decision, like even with my job recently, like, or any of my relationships, like I feel like I am so much more like my instinct, my knee jerk reaction is to be like, I should run this by somebody or like, let me see what this person thinks or whatever. But what I've started doing is I take a second to be like, okay, but truly what do I feel like at my core? And sometimes it's hard to access. Like sometimes I don't know. Sometimes it's very muddy, but as best as I can, I try to be like, what would feel good to me in this moment? Like what feels fair, right, sensical, true to me, you know, kind but still like firm like all these things yeah and then I try as best as I can to move forward with that and then obviously like I get a second opinion too but I've just been making more decisions I think and I've been trusting that like if I try to do oh this also blew my mind but if I try to do something in a way that feels really right to me and there's nothing like morally wrong with it or like there's no like core issue yeah but it's just me self-doubting myself like if I just go with what I think is right if that response is not good I can cross that bridge when I get there and I can evaluate all its parts yeah and if that person doesn't like that part of me or that side of me if it's like a totally neutral like compatibility thing then I don't even want to be with them. You know what I mean? Like, wow. I know. Yeah. I know. Look at you trusting your instincts. I really have. And you know why? It's like not to get really psychoanalytical. Sorry. Just my last thing is like, I feel like I spent a lot of time being like, um, like seeking validation and approval from other people, feeling like I could only have self-worth when somebody was like, you're cool and interesting and smart and pretty and all that. And I'm like, I know I'm cool and interesting and smart and pretty. And like you know yes I don't need that from you but I I think I also got that a lot for like my friends and my community so I was like I got it I got it like I'm good this is here and I have all the proof in the world to show me that it is here yeah that's so So, good thanks man very proud of you thanks proud of you wow wow (laughs) I'm shocked I'm shocked at our growth in 2022 you know I was thinking like what a privilege it is to like grow to get older like I'm so happy that I get to like get older and stuff I feel Mm -hmm. like as people age they're like oh I don't want to like turn that age and I get that thought because like age usually comes with like your body wearing down or like your brain wearing down or your beauty wearing down Mm -hmm. but really like the amount of things that you learn and grow and like how much you just evolve as a person Mm -hmm. it's kind of beautiful it's beautiful and it feels so much better than anything looks you know what I mean like I feel like when you're younger the obsession is always with how everything looks and then when you get older you're kind of like well that's just not sustainable and you start investing in how things feel and then that feels so fulfilling you know what I was thinking we should do a podcast episode of like our first kisses (gasps) oh Mine isn't that long of a story. I could do it right now. What's oh. What's was, could what you do it now? It? How long? Five forty-five. No, I could not do it now. Mine's pretty long. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then we'll save it for a different one. Okay. Okay. I don't understand why it's so long. Though. Well, it's What's not the... that long. It's just like I feel like I have a lot to say. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I just know who it was with? Uh, was, is this first like gay kiss or no 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 first ever? Oh, we could do first gay gay kiss too mine was the same sorry i want it so that's (gasps) true 
Um, your person? Yeah. First mm-hmm. gay kiss might watch. I don't know. Probably not. No. No, no, no. Wait, I actually don't know the story about No, you have heard the story of my first kiss. It was with this boy named... And... No, but the first gay one. Oh, this girl from my high school. Um, Wait! But it was like I... in my first summer between first and second year. Oh, whoa. And... I just realized I don't know the story, Gabby. That's oh my God. crazy. Okay, so we went on a coffee date. Okay. And it was like we like talked for like three hours or whatever. Wait, when? What, how old were you? How old was it? Sorry. Also, if you want to do this in a separate 19. episode, we can do it in a separate episode. We can okay, do it now. On. This Go. one's short. Okay, 19. Uh, like three hours. And then... Um, do you ask her out? She asked you out? How'd it happen? I want to say she like slid into my DMs. Work? Like in the winter. Yeah. And I was like... And then I messaged her when I was back in like... Ottawa oh yes, yes and I was yes. like hey I'm back you want to go out or something Cute. I think okay. uh, and then we went on this date and then I was not expecting I don't know I just wasn't wasn't expecting to kiss her because also I wasn't like like it was a good date but it was like I was just like talking about high school the whole time right, right, right. And so it wasn't like that interesting right. <laughs> for sure yikes no, that's fair I mean um, she probably felt the same honestly yeah probably like, practically speaking yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's funny you didn't end up like married and in love you know what I mean yeah like, it's probably the same experience yeah and then we got to I think I walked her either to her bike or her car it's always the fucking car I know and then I honestly think she just kissed me oh that's yeah. so cute yeah Did you ever go on a date again or no mm. because then Did she like talk? followed up and then I was like because then we started talking about sex mm. and she was like oh you've mm-hmm. never had sex with a girl and I was like <laughs> why'd she say like that she didn't say it exactly like that she like like beat around the butch or whatever but she was like oh you've never like done anything with a girl and i was like no (laughs) she's like oh like we could and then like i panicked and then like a week later i was like i actually don't think like this is what i want i'm so sorry but like anyways i ended up because i wasn't really that into her Mm -hmm. but um and also the idea of like having sex and having like a whole summer fling really scared me (laughs) So I said no, Whoa. but that was my first kiss story Aww. with a girl. What was your first kiss ever? Yeah, I was with this boy and uh, I like had a crush on him in grade nine and then because he was a skater. <laughs> um, For sure. Still her type, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen and everyone else. Still her type. Speed skater. Oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Because Fran's like a skateboard skater. Yeah. yeah i think i just had a crush on him because he was like mysterious lived really far away and i didn't have to interact with him that much yeah. because again lesbian. Pretty lesbian yeah. um and then when i found out he liked me back we talked for like a week or two in grade nine mm-hmm. and then i was like actually no i'm mm-hmm. so sorry like i'm not interested mm-hmm. um and then he was like oh that's okay and then and then first year uh like literally when my first week at university it was like near his hometown mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, Hey, like, do you want to like go grab lunch? Like I can help you like get your groceries or whatever. And I thought it was just like a nice Mm. gesture or whatever. Never is with men. Never is. It's always an alternative motive. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, so we went on this like lunch together and then he insisted on paying Mm. and I was like, is this a date? Mm. And I felt so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And then I remember Mm. I was like, can you take me grocery shopping mm. so i was just trying to like diffuse the tension whatever and i had no idea how to be like i'm not yeah i don't want to like go on a date with you yeah um so we went grocery shopping and then he helped 
had to help this was stupid i don't know why i asked him to go grocery shopping with me because then he had to help me bring up the groceries mm. to my like res mm-hmm. um and then he was in there and then he like sat down on the bed or whatever and i remember just being so awkward and uncomfortable and i did not i think like i would i I wish I hadn't said, like, some of the things that I said because I was like, oh, like, grade nine me would have really liked this, mm. you know? And he's like, well, why can't you now like this? Mm. And I was like, mm. <laughs> And I was like, I've never kissed anybody before. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, well, you know, like, do you want to? Because I could just tell that's what he, like, wanted. Oh, clearly, yeah. And I was like, I need to get this over with. Right. Like, whatever. Aww. Yeah, it was kind of like oh, a... sorry. Yeah, it wasn't... coercive. Yeah. yeah then i just like sat down on the couch next to him and he kissed me and then it ended up being like a makeout session and it was so uncomfortable and i remember him just being on top he's like the six foot five no. man i remember like after a while i mean to me it felt like forever no for i don't sure. actually know how long it was but sure. i was like can we stop yeah thank god fuck. um just... and he was like yeah that's totally fine um and then when he was i was like do you mind like if you like go home and i was like like don't and then in inside my head i was like i'm panicking like i'm freaking the fuck out um but i'm also like kind of happy because i just had my first kiss and i was 18 and i was like i feel like i've been like waiting to have my first kiss because i feel like behind like Mm -hmm. i'm like everyone's so far Mm -hmm, ahead of mm -hmm. me and i'm so behind anyways so i was like i like kind of happy kind of just like really uncomfortable mm-hmm. and i was like um maybe don't text me because <laughs> i love you <laughs> i was like like i just like get uncomfortable with those things yeah. and he was like oh okay no worries i was like yeah like i'll text you mm-hmm. um and then like as he's leaving i was like am i supposed to like kiss you goodbye mm-hmm. and he was like well if you want to mm-hmm. and i was like okay yeah, so this, i kissed him goodbye this whole thing is very like you're a sim in a, you're like i do i press next yes. on the video game is the yeah what is it's like you're playing back every movie you've ever watched being mm-hmm. like what is next after this but it's not like what you naturally are pulled towards doing. exactly it's not like coming out of like sheer desire yeah oh shit, oh yeah dude. but then he left and then he didn't text me for a few days but he texted me after like five days i think Mm. i never responded that's fine i ghosted him that's fine yeah probably not like the best thing i could have done i should have maybe said something oh hello (laughs) are you okay gus gus maybe has asthma and we're looking on getting him on some puffers Mm. so i mean i was gonna say it's fine to go so i feel like i when i was younger like did that too a few times like it was like now as now, an adult, no. I'm kind of like that's not really <laughs> the vibe. But uh, when you're when 18, you're younger, also yeah. you're like navigating the situation with like a boy you don't like. You're still figuring out a lot about like yourself mm-hmm. and your sexuality. Like I didn't even want. Like, not even I didn't taking... even think it was a date, and exactly. it just ended up in like a makeout session. He's also not really picking up on the cues that you're putting down, and I'm so glad that you like at that age too could be like, can we stop? Like, can you go home? Mm. Even that is so big. So I think like don't even worry about the yeah. not that you are but yeah i think it's not like a any moral failing yeah no i don't yeah. feel that bad about it to be yeah, honest you <laughs> wow would you know mine i think i told you mine i think i know yours it was like in bed and you were listening to some song yes. i think it was something like that i was it's very short i was 16 um i was with my first girlfriend ever hi anna <laughs> she's never gonna watch this 
Um, I don't know, like we literally live in two different planes of existence. I don't even know when the last <laughs> time I saw anything or heard anything about her was, but I was 16. Um, and I kind of like it was just one of those things where you're like you're the only gay people in a yeah, place, so, like, so you just get together. Yeah, yeah. And I at that point was kind of like I'd been out for a couple years in school. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, let's get the show on the road. Like, I was like, I'm ready. Like, I need to experience some things I would like to. And I think also just like as a person, I've always felt very like open or curious or interested. So I was like, not even in a pressure kind of way. Like, I didn't really feel pressure to be on any kind of timeline, especially because I had nobody to compare myself to because I was like, all my friends are straight. Like, I'm living in a completely different world. Um, so I didn't feel the comparison as much, but I wanted to just like know for the sake of knowing what it would be like to like have a girlfriend, hold her hand, kiss her, like be with somebody in a way mm-hmm. that like other people know. Like I just wanted to know what that felt like. So anyways, that's kind of how we ended up together because we weren't very compatible. Honestly, <laughs> like we're just, we're not genuinely that compatible. Um, we only dated like six months, but, okay. uh, our first kiss was she came over to my place she was lying down on my bed i had a record player oh yes and i put on i was obsessed with this vampire weekend song called hannah hunt and there's a part of it where i'm gonna play a little snippet of it um there's a part of it that's like um a piano part and i remember like listening to the song being like this is like the most beautiful part of any song i've ever heard in my life so i set the vine like the what do you call it? The needle on the vinyl. I knew where to put it so that by the time it got to my favorite part of the song, I could um so I could go over to her and like be kissing her by the time that that part of the song came on. So I timed it out so particularly because I just wanted it to be this kind of like core memory, honestly. I was such to- a Taurus Virgo moon. Do you know what's like- Leo rising? Do you know it's so funny? I told this to this girl that I'm seeing yeah and like I told her this exact story and that was her exact same response to she was like that is such a Taurus sun Virgo moon Leo rising combination and it really is because if you think about it the production the stage production very Leo rising the calculatedness very Virgo Virgo moon moon. and the the moviness of it or like the sensualness of it or like the like I'm really trying to cater an experience based off like of you're every building sense. a montage. That's a tourist. That's a tourist thing. Yeah, to be yeah. like, let me tap into every sense you have to really make this like a full, you know, experience. So, anyways, I'm gonna play you the part of the song. Beautiful. So that, excited. Um, here we go. So it's like I'm I'm there now. We're kissing. Her braces are hitting my teeth. Still kissing? Her braces are still hitting my teeth. At this point, I pull away. I'm probably looking into her eyes at this point. (laughs) And then I'm going back in for another kiss. And that is everything. Incredible. My first kiss. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think like one week later, we had sex because I was like, Let's do this. I was like, I'm ready. Yeah. And to be fair, like, she was too. Like, we did talk about it. But, um... Yeah. I was, I was ready to go. I was like, guys, <laughs> I need to, I need to figure my life out. Um... Does she yeah. know that you, no, like, what? curated that moment? 
I don't know if I ever told her. I don't think so. That's kind of incredible. Yeah. 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 It's really something that I would do. <laughs> and actually, I think I pay very close attention to things like this. And I really like if I know some if I'm planning for something big. Yeah. I don't think I would ever plan a first kiss like that ever again, <laughs> obviously. Like, and I haven't since maybe that day. Yeah really like every kiss afterwards was like what it's gonna be whatever it's gonna be but I know in my head when I'm thinking about certain kind of experiences I want to curate <laughs> I think I still try to be mindful about like what's the setting what's the wording yeah. whatever not in like a crazy premeditated way but I just want it like I really do want to make the world into a movie wherever yeah. it's plausible to do so and it doesn't take away from the authenticity but like almost adds to the magicalness of it yeah and I think that that is something I like about myself and what I'm willing to do and I actually do think it shows up in people's lives in like a nice way yeah you know that's so good thanks so that was wow wow and she was like kind of whatever about it (laughs) but for you it was a for me I mean honestly the kiss itself the vibes were like whatever too the braces were hitting my teeth the braces were hurting my teeth they were hitting my teeth and i was like i'm not i don't feel like this is like like the wow. love of my life or whatever but yeah. i was just kind of like this is nice i was like now i've done it yeah i remember exactly what she was wearing too this is fucking crazy i don't remember what i was wearing but she was wearing a gray shirt with daisies on it and this like green hoodie interesting yeah, I don't know why that popped into my head. <gasps> also, oh my god, I after the first time we had sex, I said I love you in the middle of it. <gasps> I didn't mean it. And she didn't say it back. And then get this. So I don't know why I'm admitting this to the internet. I was like, did you hear what I said? Because I was waiting for her to say it back. <laughs> no, 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 like, no, no. Yeah, I did. <laughs> no. no, I respect her so much for being like a sane person and not saying it back because I think it made me realize that like, yeah. You're not supposed to say it just because you've seen it in a movie. Yeah. Because I really just said it because I saw it in a movie. Like, yeah. I did not love this person. I cared for her, but like, I was not in love with her. Yeah. I was literally like, I had no brain cells. I had no nothing. Crazy. But I said it because I just thought, like, that's what you're supposed to do, you know? Yeah. Anyways. Wow. <laughs> so if you're feeling any kind of way about your first experience, <laughs> just know. That at least um, it wasn't that way. But I, I don't yeah. feel bad about any of it. You know, I yeah. was young and naive and I did what felt good to me at the in the moment. And nice. now I do things differently. Yep. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, should we go into our Songs? song of the week? Yeah. You already yeah. know what mine's going to be. Um, yeah, I do. That yeah. would be mine too, but I'll let you have that one. Because I think you've been listening to it more than I have. Yeah, I have. Mine is La Combi Versace, Rosalia and Tokisha. Tokisha? I hope I'm saying that right. I never heard of Tokisha. I don't know. It's so good. La Combi Versace. Yeah. Rosalia. She's so good. Yeah, she's amazing. What's yours? Um, I think mine is from um, Noah Cyrus's new album, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Percocet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a really Ooh. good song. <laughs> yeah. Work. It's very, very good. Okay, I'm adding it to Slaylist playlist. And Sounds you good. I will later. do that. And guys, this is going to be our, I guess, launch week. Um, yeah. So we're going to put out the first couple apps. going to launch the socials. Yeah. Um, 
and then this episode will go live in a couple of weeks yeah this will be the first one to start up the actual regular schedule and then i think from there we're aiming every two weeks we'll see what happens but yeah if you tuned in thanks so much for tuning in let us know what you think about everything um <laughs> thank you so much thank you so much oh my god he's and loafing. Gus has loafed um follow our tiktok and our instagram that's like for the pod and tell your friends about brain frog and mm-hmm. that's it see you next time yeah. bye bye